share this. All right, you all. It is Friday, and you all know what we do every single Friday. I, I happen to love Fridays because I get to have conversation with some of the most extraordinary people that make the world go round. And um, today, I am overjoyed to be able to conversate with a great lady that makes me feel great in my skin. Every time I see this lady, she's like, uh, good morning, chocolate. Good afternoon, chocolate. Good afternoon, black man. And she makes sure she reinforces the value of helping us understand just how magnificent we are. Um, she is a producer. She is a creator. But before I do this, I'm going to go ahead and make sure I have this set to public so it can reach the masses for us. And I can make sure I do her justice. And then Sheba, if you can, you can actually go and share it on our page as well. Let me edit privacy. Okay, cool. Before we get ready to get this thing jumping. Right, because Dynamic's um, trying to keep all the greatness to himself. <laughs> See, look, now I'm making sure everybody know, man. All right, so Simply Sheba, all right, she is a host, a creator, and a producer of several uh, podcasts, including Me and Mind Show, Dope Vibes Radio, and Dear Black Man, as well as the marketing manager for Big Smoke Cigar Club Lounge, all right? I've, I've seen you do, I mean, some work, some work when it comes to being out here behind the scenes and really promoting the artistry in a vast way that people may not recognize the face that's behind a lot of these programs that's making things happen. So I'm grateful to have you on our platform. I know you reached out to us like, what's happening? I'm like, yo, let's get it going. So how you feeling this morning, sis? I'm feeling well. Um, I did. I reached out because first and foremost, <clears throat> it's a black man platform. You know what I'm saying? And everybody know I love black men. Come on, man. So, <laughs> so um, and I just I just thought it would be very important for us to have just a conversation concerning um the relationship between the black man and the black woman, mm. especially because it's a pointing finger situation. Yeah. When it's talked about, it's always a blame game when it's talked about. So black men will say they're this way because of black women and black women will say they're this way because of black men, which primarily is true, though, because we are a reflection of one another. Absolutely. You know so if you tend to see a girl and she may not be as um, classy as you feel, she's just a reflection of a less classier man. You know what Ooh. I'm saying? Mm. So it's it's not... <clears throat> We are just reflections of one another. So I think the conversation needed to be had as far as instead of blaming, just let it be known that we really need each other because yeah. that is the biggest in this world, period. That's the biggest thing. I don't need nobody. I, don't, I can do it myself and I don't need no friends. I don't need nothing. That's the biggest narrative as in where we're not going to make it if we don't have each other. That's it. This is a conversation that me and Damon, we have often, especially when it comes around being around other women. And one of the things they say that they appreciate about our platform that's different from other male platforms, you know, the red pill, is that it seems like we, we have this narrative that we got to build ourselves up at the expense of other parties. Right. Well, I'm like, we couldn't be where we're at right now if it wasn't for women. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, vice versa. Again, it's a it's a give and take situation. Yeah. You know, um, we I can take you back to a scenario. I'm I'm better with scenarios. So last year or two years ago, the Asian community was under attack, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, white men was just walking around slapping Asian women down to the ground, hurting them bad and stuff, right? So that's not necessarily the narrative we with African American women though. Um, they don't do us like that. They don't just, hey, you nigga lady, you know, right. slap us down to the ground. The main reason for this is they scared that one of you all is gonna come do something about it. You understand right. what I'm Absolutely. saying? The black man is go, she gonna go get her brother, her daddy, her cousin, somebody. And that's y'all scary, you know. She yeah. <laughs> not in a bad way, but that's that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be right. understood that I'm protected. You know what I'm right. saying? Reverence. If yeah. we if we continue the narratives, <clears throat> if we continue to spout the narratives, then we will just continue to stay where we are. So what I mean by this is where they say, oh, as black people, we don't have no history. Well, people are not understanding time for what it really is. Um, America is a two month old compared to you being an 87 year old woman. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they don't understand they are the history. We are making the history. So right. in 200, 300, a thousand years, they will have the history. But right. we are currently we are currently creating the history. That's depending upon how you look at time. You understand right. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I know everybody's pinpointed it to a 24 hour block, but that's not how time really rocks. Absolutely. So, so therefore, if you look at us in this country, we are creating the history. We're going to be the history. So you can't say we don't have it because we are it. Um, when it comes to if we continue to say niggas ain't shit, then y'all won't be. You know what I'm right. saying? If we don't enforce positive, if we don't put positive reinforcement into you, give you reasons to motivate you to want to do something productive because good and bad is a is objective. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if we don't give you something to do productive, then that's what you'll do is nothing. Right now, hip hop music is the number one medium in the world, not our little right. country, but right. in the world. So mm -hmm. this goes to show how powerful speech is. You right. understand? Because right now, rap has took over the world. Right. Everybody, everybody want to look like y'all, talk like y'all, walk like y'all, dress like y'all. But for some odd reason, y'all don't have that self-esteem. Y'all don't, you, black right. men, not you in particular, but right. yeah. black men don't have that self-esteem though. They're not looking around saying the world want to be like me. They're looking around saying I ain't shit. You right. understand what I'm saying? But right. in reality, the world is emulating you. Talking right. about from the way you walk, talk, dress, so, such as the same thing as the black woman. Right. Now, once we start, <clears throat> once we start, we have to, first and foremost, one of the biggest things we have to do is protect our culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have to protect our culture. And a lot of people don't really understand what I mean by protect our culture. It's certain right. things. I was going to ask, what does that look like? Protecting our culture. Not... <sighs> To a certain to a certain degree, it's a bit of segregation, but it's not anything negative because any other ethnicity or nationality does it. Right now, if I get up, put on a kimono, a kimono, uh, paint my face white, and say I'm a geisha lady, the Asian community is going to have a fit. Right. They will. If I start wearing sombreros, and yee, 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 the Mexicans are going to have a fit. You understand? So why are we so given with our culture and so open with giving things of our culture to other people? They're not as given with theirs. Yeah, I think that yeah. being able to equity and go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Now I was just thinking about the power of ownership and equity, but you know, um, 
that's been one of the different things as far as what we're talking about in preserving our culture is that in terms of what that means when we talk about businesses, we haven't had the literacy to be able to control that narrative. And this allowed other people to be able to have more control, especially when it comes to media. Because a lot of this stuff, when we talk about rap, it's like who's signing the artists? Who's owning the labels? Who owns the media companies? Yeah, we, we're creators and we've always been extraordinary when it comes to creation. But we have to get back to that ownership. Yeah, get back to the ownership. We need to start gaining ownership. And once again, that's that's being that's loving one another because it's crazy to me that first and foremost, a lot of us don't want to sacrifice. That's the biggest thing. People don't want to take off their polos, their Tommies, their Nikes or nothing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They that's just the biggest thing. They don't want to say they don't want to sacrifice aesthetics because that's all that is. T-shirts and shoes and shit. But they've been trained to think that if you wear these particular clothes and these pieces that you make, it gives you some kind of self-value, which it does yeah. not. Because I yeah. can easily just take your shirt off of you and then what? Then who are you? Yeah, yeah. If That's I just that. snatch it up off of you, if I point the gun at you and say, break yourself, then what? Is yeah. that so the shirt doesn't give you the shirt shouldn't give you a sense of value, who you are should. But first and foremost, no one wants to sacrifice when it comes to our community. So the same way we spend these thousands and hundreds of dollars in other with other ethnicities and nationalities, we can spend with ourselves. Mm, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. The, we're gonna talk about that. The one, the main, I think we all know it. I think it's a running narrative that the one time that African American culture was at its height is when we did business with only each other. And I'm not saying we have to do it only with each other, but we have to make sure we do business with each other. Right. Because I, I do business with a lot of different nationalities and ethnicities. Asians only do business with each other. I tried to get socks from them on a the wholesale, and they was like, "No, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying?" Yeah, group <laughs> economics. Yes, and I'm, and, and it's yeah. not just me. It's um, Hispanics do the same thing. They right. take their whole family, create a business, and, and use the people within their family to make the business bigger. Mm-hmm. It's not it's commerce. I mean, it's the American dream. Right. That's what we're supposed to do. But we are the only people who don't want to do that. It's like, you'll go pay 6500 to Chad, yeah. but then want to give Don, tell Donnell, give it to me on the low. Dang, yeah. 65, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I because like something in your mind, because yeah. you think just like white people, something in your mind told you because it's a black person doing it, then it has to be of less quality. Yeah, but don't treat me like white people treat me. I think that goes back to our value. Um, I like what Trey said. Trey said they protect the plug. I think it has to be an inner workforce to get there. So having dialogue like this is important to even get to that point, man. We was having a uh, man cave meeting last night, and that was one of the common things we was talking about. Businesses is like, um, we give a lot because we're taught to give a lot, even in terms of what you say, martyrdom. You was talking about yesterday, Damon. Yeah, you know, it's it we lean into to to this perceived nobility of martyrdom, of giving up everything we've got, you know, we, we stay on the horse until we fall off with a heart attack. And that's when you get your flowers. Oh, he was a hard working man. He he gave everything he had and he died seven years earlier than everybody else in the family. Mm-hmm. And at what cost? Because the legacy that's left is only one of hard work for the sake of hard work instead of building and being able to to 
leave something that can be built upon. And it's Absolutely. it's a tough part of of just the root of what our culture is as as descendants of people who were enslaved because that's what we were literally brought here for. And so I, yeah. I, I yeah, I hear a lot of what you're saying, Shiva. And I think I think it's a beautiful place to start. How do we how do we battle with the dichotomy of it though? Because you've got on one hand hip hop culture, like you said, is the most prevalent and lucrative culture in, in, in the world. And yet the moment we individually decide to carry it, wear it, walk in it, we're immediately targeted for not being enough. How do we, how, how is that balanced? Cause. It is odd. First we got to start with people's mentals. You know, people mm. say conversation, just rule the nation. That's what it is. No actions are met without forms of thought first so we got to start with people's mental and if you got to say it for 20 30 years you're just gonna have to say it for 20 30 years again it's the sacrifice it's the it's the marathon as they say you understand we got to start with people's mentals we got to start rewriting our narrative mm -hmm. so our narrative in hip-hop is a whole bunch of dope dealing killing and and mm -hmm. just mass dysfunctional families that is yeah. not the african-american community though that is a portion of what happens due to poverty and disparagement. Yeah, you understand? So they're they're looking at results of something versus what got us here. So we're right. gonna have to change the mental. First of all, things like this start teaching our children being smart is cool. So my friend Elijah Muhammad, you understand me? He's been a guest on your show. He's starting a brand called Smart Kids, Smart Girls, yeah. Smart Boys. You understand? Because we do have to bring back that. I have two degrees. I'm just as street as anybody else, but don't nobody say I have to be dumb in order to be able to mingle and hang and bang. You understand? Yeah. So most of and then stop stop feeding into the teaching our children to stop feeding into the narrative that is brought and teaching them to think for themselves, though. Because in actuality, some of the, the people that they love the most, like two chains. They are they have degrees. They're very right. intelligent people. But as opposed to talking about those parts of their life, we simply talk about the part where he's sibling. And then you have people like Kendrick Lamar who rap just want to pull us and he don't even do drugs. But he talk about him in right. his music. But right. he don't even do drugs though. You right. understand what I'm saying? We have to we have to start with rewriting the narrative first with the finger pointing between each other. You know, y'all right. the reason why we messed up. Y'all the reason why we messed up. No, we are because we got to speak French because we are all accountable. Right. I talk mainly to black men because when I start speaking to black women, they get in a huff. One of the reasons this is, is because black women are so hurt by their own trauma that they become very yeah. selfish and looking on the inside. They only look on the inside of them. So I mean by a black woman can meet another man, a black man, right? And the whole time they sitting at the table, like within the first 20 minutes of the conversation, people talking about their exes and how they got hurt and who, as opposed to getting to know each other. You know, mm -hmm. we have to heal. First and foremost, if you got trauma, even as you men, you have to realize y'all are traumatized. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. Half of you did not have fathers, so you didn't have no type of example. So I tell ladies all the time, yeah, you say this thing about your life, but check out a black man's life. So no matter what kind of mama you had, whether she's a right. smoker, affluent, whatever, she was there. 
You understand what I'm saying? So you had some kind of example to be a hood rat or the fluent lady, whatever you was going to do. You right. had an example. She was there. But check out your brother, though. He didn't have one at all. Right. And nine times out of ten, if you grew up in the 90s like I did, that means it was just peers raising peers. It was It's the blind leading Man. the blind. And that's all yep. it was. So therefore, it's a lot of things that black women expect out of black men that they have no. How can they give you something that they've had no instruction in? They don't even love themselves. So how they go love you appropriately? Look how they loving themselves. They're going to prison. They let these white people get a hold of them. They're getting strung out on all these drugs. They're being misinformed. They're misinforming their children. I'm a I'm a witness to this. I live in it. You understand? So how do I? expect him to give me something that he's had no instruction on giving or hasn't even received in oneself. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So oh. first and foremost, start shit like that. Good morning, black men. How y'all doing today? What's <laughs> up with you? How you yeah. feel? Yeah. You doing good? So, something simple as saying good morning? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you have such um, a belief in the power of words. And and even in the simplest, you know, the simplest phrases, because you're right. Like, it, I we I can't lie and sit here and say that just that moment of you saying that didn't make me feel better. Yeah. It didn't make like it's real. Where does that come from? Cause my husband and my son, cause I ain't care about y'all like that until I got them. I mean, if we're being honest, wow. My son, my husband and my son, I was just like everybody else. I fuck the niggas, you know. But then God blessed me with something to care about and, and, and caring about them in turn and made me care about y'all. So I know that I noticed for a fact that the power of speech changes things. I'm in the 7-Eleven and it's this black girl and this black boy, they work and they young, you know, and every time I see black people, period, no matter boy, girl, how y'all beautiful black people doing It's some encouragement got to go on with me. You know, my friends will tell you, this is just how I am. So strangers or whatever, I never really meet them. So they standing there. I'm like, hey, how y'all beautiful black people doing? Y'all have a good day today. I know it seems like it's messed up, but it's going to be all right. I'm on my way to work, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I go get my juice. I'm coming back around the cabinet. It's a white man standing right there. He say, my son, black, can I get a good morning too? Now, I was told. It took me like a week and a half to figure out. I had to analyze this. I wasn't really sure how to feel about it. I really wasn't because, you know, the sense of entitlement pissed me off, first and foremost. Mm. And had I came in the store and simply said, good morning, people, he wouldn't have never said nothing to me. It was because I did specify the black people in the store Mm. that he felt entitled to get them a good morning as well. You know what I mean? But this is how I know this right here is a very powerful thing. Because the Absolutely. minute I said it to them and them smell, I understand it's contagious. Yeah. But good stuff always is. You ain't never yeah. just went nowhere. Somebody smiled at you and you just immediately smile back. Whether you feel like it or not, don't want to or nothing. You just immediately smile back. Yeah. Positivity is contagious. Just like negativity is contagious, so is positivity. So if we start speaking more positive things to, about, and for each other, mm-hmm. you know, like standing up for one another, you know what I'm saying? Like, or when you talking to your guy and you see him being a sorry daddy to his kids and he ain't went and picked them up, be willing to have an argument with your friend. Yeah, be man. willing to say, I'm going to get your babies. You know you suck today. Because I tell my homegirls that you know you suck. You know you out of line. 
That's right. why he don't like you like that, right? We got to start holding each yeah, other accountable because it's people tough, live in a. It's tough. I had a conversation with my daughters. I've been working with them on affirmations lately. And, and one of the things my daughter said yesterday is like, it just feels like it's pointless. And I said, babe, the things that you're watching on television is going to program. The conversation that you're having with your friends is going to program you. The music that you're listening to in the world is going to program you. And you see how wait, we have a lot of depression and anxiety that we've normalized. We just take it as a normal thing and not look at how out of alignment we've become. And it's sad. But I said, the one thing that you do have that gives you authority over your life is to speak into you, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, if all these things you're doing right now, you know it's not working because you can see the condition of it. Why not do something that's different than what you've been doing if it's going to cause a benefit for your life? Like the ability to speak of ourselves is probably one of the things I know that does not make us a victim of our circumstances. And when you look at this world, it's almost like that's the common notion. Being a victim of your circumstances and having to be like low vibrational is just sad, man. It's sad. It's a, it's a, it's a play for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. The sympathy situation is a play for a lot of people. Yeah, it's man. a like, woe is me is the new thing. Oh, I didn't have this. Listen. <laughs> None of us did. There's not one person walking around here with a shot of trauma that I can't go find 10 more yeah. people with the same trauma. It does not give you a right to be an asshole. It does not give you a right to be lazy. It does not give you a right to not take care of your children. You understand me? It does not give you a right to disrespect and hurt people because some yeah. I understand hurt people hurt people, but there is not a trauma that one can say happened to them that I can't go get 10 other people, yeah. especially in this African-American community. You understand me? And then you have a set of people who let the trauma affect them, and then you have a set of people who are healing. My thing is to find the people that are healing. I yeah. listen. I discriminate. Even God do, because everybody ain't going to heaven. So don't look at me crazy. He said, you know, so I'm not really worried about the people that don't yes. want to heal, yeah. who don't want to heal. I'm going to continue to help. But right. I, I can't, if you don't want it, I'm not going to hit you when there's five other people trying to push down the door to get the help. Right. I'm not going to spend five, ten minutes over here with you wasting time when it's ten over here that I Absolutely. can say, that I can help. So if you want to be stuck in your misery and then some of the things that people are calling misery is not misery. It's not a struggle. It's just life. Yeah. It happens. Woo, man. It happens. People yeah. lose their jobs. People get sick. You know, That's not a struggle. Sometimes you just got a job. You don't pay enough. Right. Yeah. That's not a struggle. That shit is what they call man. life, man. Yeah, it is. Because God said he is able. He didn't say it was going to be easy. Hmm. And that's what's wrong with everybody. They want the self-gratification and the instant, instant results to everything. And that's not how I go. Yeah. It's hard work. He said by the sweat of your brow and having your hands. Yeah. Shiva, your baseline is different. Your baseline <laughs> is different because I love what you said about the reality that some things are just some things are not a struggle they're not the end all be all they're things that you have to expect to happen we and i love that because what that shows is that for a lot of people our baseline especially in this world where where everybody's connected on the internet everything looks beautiful and perfect and like we feel like the baseline is you're happy 
right? Where what I'm hearing you say is that like anything, your baseline is not, okay, everything is great. I'm happy. I'm, it's easy. The baseline is shit going to happen today. And so if we start with the baseline that that's where life occurs, that's where your power emerges, that's where you grow, then we take on the challenges and it becomes a challenge and not a struggle. Right. Mm. And like, I hear that. In, and you know what? Speech, and, and that actually, that, and that's what allows us to be able to build resilience despite going through the trauma. Mm -hmm. Well, use, well, going through it is what builds the resilience. Right. But sometimes some people identify as it. It's a difference to say I went through trauma and I identify as damaged goods versus, okay, this is the card that I'm dealt in this game and how can I make the best of it? And a lot of people don't because woe is me is the new narrative. If you look at all the reality shows, there's something wrong with somebody. They're always going to look for things. Every, any and everything that's dysfunctional is what's getting paid. You understand? So no yeah. one wants to be functional anymore. It's easy to be in a domestic relationship and get on the TV like the blue face and the crescent, get a whole oh, bunch of money. You want, it's easier to go on a reality show, fight a whole bunch of your sisters, talk about them real bad to get a couple of racks. You understand? Then yeah. to just go to work every day and, and save like, like regular people. I'm from the great 1900s. A lot of these things that our children are afforded. We were not. So I know for a fact that we'll be all right if we don't have them. You understand? Right, because we right, didn't have computers and I grew up fine. You did, you did, you did. We were fine. This technology has Man. given a false narrative. You have 16-year-olds right now that think they're supposed to have millions of dollars. My mama said, I better get a job. You understand? But you have 16-year-olds right now that think they're supposed to be thousandaires doing nothing, though. Doing yeah, nothing. Man. Just wake up and they got money. <laughs> I just talked to... I just... Man, listen. Do you think that the influence on social media has caused a lot of harm in this, in this next generation? I do. I think... Um, but I don't... I think it was inadvertently... I think social media is good what is good uh, it's good what it's good for but I think if you use it negatively that's what you're going to get is the negative results unfortunately yes. it's not social media so so social media is just a tool you know oh, a tool is nothing. it's the workman yeah. it's the yeah. workman yeah. Who, you know a hammer is just a hammer until yeah. somebody pick it up you understand yeah. So it's not, yeah, I don't think it's absolutely. social media itself. I just think it's the way people utilize it. And people aren't yeah. really talking to their children in in, in what ways to utilize yeah, social absolutely. media. Absolutely. Like you know, it. when my kids first got phones, it was deaf to you. If I see your butt on the sink, anything. But those are those old school traditional things. Like I still whoop my kids. Some people don't, you know. Yeah. You know, but I'm gonna kill you if I catch your butt on the sink. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't really think it's a matter of. I think the social media has definitely um, had a positive effect on commerce, though. Absolutely, you know, it has allowed people to who were say, such for instance, such as felons. You know, who were not yeah. able to get decent jobs or able to become a part of the workforce. It has yeah. allowed them to be entrepreneurs and be successful. Yeah. Still, and yet, you know prior to their felonies or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I do think, again, it's just, it's like everything else that come with it's good and it's bad. It's upon, it's determined upon you right. in which way you utilize it. Absolutely. Speaking of, tell, tell us about your platforms. You, you know, um, you host the Me and Mine show. Tell us what, tell us about that. 
So um, the Me and My Show was created and started in 2016. First, I worked for Tyler Media. I was a um, radio producer. Me and my program director just didn't get along culturally. We had some differences, you know, old white man, real young black girl. It was not, we wasn't a good combo. Um, while, I was working, <laughs> while I was working there, we would have a lot of artists come through the building. And I would just be like, dang, it costs a lot of money to get on the radio. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, I initially started the Me and My Show to give artists, local artists, a platform to rotate their music, which it developed into a platform that highlights artists, small businesses, and entrepreneurs in the African-American community. So beautiful. we basically, I've sat down with almost anybody you can, if they doing something in the city, I probably just talk to you. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So You're talking about 2016. You were, you were ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah. And so then um, the newest thing, though, that we're doing what well, we started it last season was my uh my dear black man panel now i'm just the host i don't speak on it or anything the dear black man is an exclusive panel is it a panel exclusively for black men to sit down and discuss the things that you go through by exchanging inf information knowledge resources and tools so just the same way y'all sit here with different guests it's um it's a sign-up sheet, rather, though. And you don't have to be affluent. You don't have to you just be a regular dude. You know, you mm -hmm. pick a Sunday that's good for you, and then we hit you up on the Zoom. Elijah Muhammad is my moderator. I'm really excited about this season, which we will be starting our new season mid-January, because we are bridging an age gap this season. Awesome. So it will be him and his son moderating the show in order to um, just have more discussions between older generations and the younger generations. These young That's boys dope. have questions. They have questions. They have they need some guidance. They need yeah. they need information, knowledge, yeah. resources, and tools. You know, um, so it is a platform for y'all to talk y'all shit. But also, yeah. like I said, exchanging things. We last season we had two nonprofits develop from mm -hmm. guys just sitting down talking to one another. That's you know awesome, what I'm man. saying? We got yeah. together and started a nonprofit organization called Donuts for Dads. So they get up every Friday and they take their kids, everybody gets together and they provide breakfast for them and their sons. That's and dope. that way they sit down and they chop it up. So um, when it comes to dear black men, no women can speak because although I'm a black woman, I still don't have your problems. I got my own. You know what I'm saying? I, I encourage as many black women to listen and watch their black men. So therefore you can get informed about black yeah. men. Uh, what's going on with them, what it is, exactly what they need as opposed to what you're saying they need or what you're telling yourself that they're supposed to be. One of the one of my biggest pet peeves is when I heard a man or a woman say, a real man would do this. How would you know you've never been one? Right. <laughs> Just like you yeah. can't tell me what a real yeah. woman would be. You've yeah. never been one. Absolutely. So that's not your realm. So stay out of it. So therefore, I don't delve into what a, a, a real man should be. I just sit back and look at the ones I do know and say, okay, that's a characteristic. That's a characteristic. That's a characteristic. That's a characteristic. Now those, those men who lack those characteristics, I don't judge them. Once again, I introduce them to other men mm -hmm. who may be able to exchange that with them. Yeah, you understand man. what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to judging them because who am I to judge someone who has not had instruction. That is one of my biggest, I come from a 
a, a family full of teachers. I just went the other way. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was I was gonna bring it up, Latasha, um, Timberlake. Yeah, mm -hmm. Latasha Timberlake. Uh, I yeah, did I, did, I did not know. It's my sister. I come from a family full of educators. I just went the other way. So. But did you? Is, because because right now you you educating the masses. Yeah, like, you, you can. Yeah, your classroom your classroom is the world right now. So well, thank you. And that's so beautiful. And I just um I just want black people to. My biggest goal in this is just for black people to start loving each other. That's yeah. it. And I don't mean you know giving up your house or nothing. I mean start with the regular. Good morning. Yeah, that's beautiful. Good morning. How you doing? Asking somebody how they feel, man. You'll be amazed how many people will tell you if you ask them. A yeah. lot of people don't say nothing because don't nobody ask. Or like your daughter, they, they don't think nobody care. Well, it's pointless. Yeah. You yeah, understand? Well, we have to start telling people we care. Yeah. I care about you. Yeah. It's huge. And it don't take a lot of energy, and it's so impactful. I like stuff like that. Small amounts of energy, but the most impact. Yeah, it's free. Good morning. Yeah. Like, I see people typing paragraphs all the time about just useless, manon shit. And I'll be saying, well, you know, you could be saying some real shit this morning as opposed to that. You know, <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, sometimes it just gets repetitive and redundant i get it for the children i get it and when i mean the you know the teenagers and the 20 somethings i get that it's their time to have fun and stuff but i'm 43 years old like some conversations is just not a conversation for me you understand what i'm saying it's Absolutely. i don't want to hear that i don't care to hear that i don't being that i live in a house i had the privilege of having good men in my life yeah. And and not the daddy. I'm just talking about the husband, the son, my brother. You know what I'm saying? My uncles, my cousins, my homeboys. Just having the privilege. Because I'm not like that. I've had good men in my life. So yeah. I speak about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Instead of getting up saying, all oh, these niggas ain't shit. I get up and say, y'all know fish is everything. I love him so much. Yeah. As opposed to the other way around. These niggas ain't. I understand what people be angry. But I don't understand using social media as therapy. Like I heard people yeah. say it. I'm speaking my truth. But in a context in which a lot of people go on there and vent, because that's what they be doing, you know, venting, it's a one-sided situation. And then how everybody ain't qualified to give you answers. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Everybody's retort. Some people speak from damaged places, and I don't Absolutely. want those people speaking over me. You know, if I'm having a problem, I don't want some with my husband. I don't want some woman in a damaged place with men talking to me about it. Yeah, because her, her result is gonna be like, leave my man, and niggas ain't shit because she's right. still broken. Right. And that ain't mm. what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get some resolution and some answers. Yeah. But today's resolution for everything is fuck it. And I don't have to. Yeah, Again, man. nobody wants to sacrifice. It, and it's like we can only have so much depth when it comes to our relationships unless we learn how to build through some of these things. I'm, I'm hearing you talk about discernment. Like really, really being intentional with the people that you have around you. 
Um, and not in a way of, like you said, there's a, there's always, there's a place for judgment. You can't say that you're non-judgmental. but what I'm hearing you talk about is making very um, particular decisions about who's around you and staying in touch with that because of how powerful it is in feeding who you are and how you live life. Where, where does that come from for you? Because I've been around all of the people put the wrong shit into me and I didn't like the person that made me. Mm. And so I don't want to do that to nobody else. And so therefore I, I'm, I'm going to change the narrative. I've been yeah. around people that made me negative, that made me feel like I had to be negative. But right. it's just, like I said, it's contagious. I don't want to be around people like that. I want to be around people who are uplifting. I want to be around people who are positive so that even when I'm going through some things, I'm not feeling uplifted or positive. I have an outlet and somewhere to go and vice versa. When that person isn't feeling that way, they have an outlet and somewhere to go. Even if it's just me listening and not saying a word, but just being making one feel comfortable enough just to say it to me. You know, mm -hmm. and that's just how I want. I I used to take pride in walking in the room and people be like, oh, there goes she. But now it's mm -hmm. something that I, I hate. Now I really take pride in when I walk in the room, people smile and love to see me come. Yeah. So it was really just a it was a really a meek thing. Uh, not wanting to do to people what people have done to me. Yeah. I don't want to hurt somebody because I've been hurt and I get it. Hurt people hurt people. But that's not my narrative. My like narrative it. is I'm healed and I'm fixed. And if you need some healing and fixing, let me tell you how it happened for me. First and foremost, we all got to praise God and thank him for waking us up this morning. Come on. Because that is the number one thing. But in the process of being faithful, him having grace, because a lot of people don't understand grace, what that is. They, they know the word, but they don't really understand mm -hmm. grace. The good guy having grace over my life, yeah. you understand, is why I can feel that way towards someone else. Because I know I'm not deserving of a lot of things he's blessed right, me. I yeah. know it. No, you can't. Yeah. I know it. It does hit me with the shit, but you are all that. But I know I'm not deserving. Right. According to his word, oh, no, I don't deserve it at all. Yeah. And he still give it to me. So if I'm walking in that light, then I don't have no choice but to do the same thing. Yeah. I like that. I'm not that saying my week that I don't get mad and that I don't get upset. But I really take, I really make it intentional to think. Told you like that white man in that store. I wanted to flash out, but I said, hold on. I gotta yeah. think about this. I gotta analyze this. Cause to a certain degree, I feel bad for him. I was like, dang, yeah. white women ain't getting up telling their men good morning, King, or nothing. Dang. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, oh, they don't get no kind of encouragement. That's fucked up. You understand me? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the black in me was saying, motherfucker. You <laughs> love it. So you know, I'm blessed. I have my moments, but I, with intent, I really try to decipher, you know, what'll be beneficial and what's just me being angry. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to use the word mad because that means you're crazy, and I'm very sane. So I just try to discern what's from being upset, and, and then some people don't even. This is the one thing that I've noticed. Some people don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know. They're ignorant of the fact that they're being offensive, that they're being roguish, that they're being rude. I'm talking about white folks, black folks. It's a lot of people that are just ignorant of their behavior. Man. You would think they know better, but a lot of people just grew up. A lot of people wasn't raised. I like uh, 
Marisha said hurt people should heal people. And I like that, man, because it doesn't mean you got to have it all together to still be impactful and intentional with who you are. That's that's dope. And see, man, being an ally of this kid is not always about being getting defensive when someone expresses themselves. Sometimes an individual just needs to be able to say things out loud without feeling crucified. Having a voice matters to people who go through mental struggles. Facts. This is true. This is true. But this is why I emphasize this is why I emphasize strong foundations. This is why I emphasize us loving one another. See how he just said that he needs somebody sometimes. You yeah. understand? You run to places like social media sites when you don't have people. You understand yeah. me? Because Donnell, is it often that you don't roll over to your woman and talk about these things? that are bothering you, that are upsetting you, or your brother, the Damon. Damon, don't you call Donnell? You understand? Absolutely. When you feel feel alone, though, is when you start seeking. Yeah. Seeking strangers. You understand? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with voicing how you feel on social media, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about for real live internalization. For some things, you have to do that with people who know you. Absolutely. Look, yeah. even Jesus had his three. You hear me? You know what I'm saying? Some things you just have to do with people who know you, who right. understand what it is that you're saying and what it is that you're going through. You and know what I'm saying? Being able to show up authentically plays a big key role in that too. You know what I'm saying? We had a conversation like that, you know, about in the man cave about it last night. It's like we've gotten so good at showing up and who we think the world wants us to look like and who the world wants us to be. And it's totally different when we get to a state of loneliness and we realize a lot of our loneliness that we experience is because we just have not been all the way fully real with ourselves. We haven't been honoring ourselves. That would that in the, that in itself will bridge the big gap that we have in who we are. So I think it's important to have those kind of people that can keep it 100 with us. Let us know, man, it's okay, bro. It's okay. For real. Yeah. But all conversations aren't Listen, sometimes if it sounds bad, that's just what it is. It's a bad conversation. Fact. Some conversations yeah. are just that. Some <laughs> conversations are hard conversations, man. You understand? Some conversations are just hard conversations. All conversations aren't going to be roses. And woo, it worked out. Some conversations are tough. We, I have a lot of, in a, some of the work I do, teenage sexuality is a conversation. It's yeah. not easy for everyone. It's not a it's a conversation I can have with no problems. First and foremost, I was 17 when I had a baby. So I could talk yeah. about it. You yeah. understand? Teenage sexuality is a hard conversation for a lot of people. This is why mm-hmm. teenage pregnancy is so hot. You right. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not not now. It has lowered. These kids ain't having babies. Birth rate can lower down a little bit. But what I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying though. Right. It's a hard conversation, but it's a conversation yeah. that has to be had. Yes. Regardless of it being difficult, if your Ooh. child starts screwing at fourteen, you got to talk to her about it. Right. You can't mm-hmm. ostracize her. You can't. You have to have a real conversation, no matter yeah. how hard it is, because one or two things is gonna happen. She's gonna go out there uninformed and almost kill herself, or she's gonna be responsible and stay alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. he as well. Cause I got a son too. I don't want him to have no baby at 16. 
Right. You understand? So that's a convert, but it's a hard conversation. I don't know no parent who was like, yeah, sit down and we just chopped it up. I was like, oh, fuck them hoes. I don't know nobody who had that conversation with their kids right. like that. Yeah. We yeah. all be like, oh man, it's time. I got to have this talk with her. Him. You, we all be stressed out and nervous about it, but you have to have the conversation. Well, you're going to like some of the things that we got coming up there because we definitely got a sexual health class that we're going to be doing. We sure do, Absolutely. and it goes deep, and it's hard conversations. Hard yeah. conversations. We got some stuff coming up that's just, just that. You know what? We don't, we don't always have the skills and tools for it. I think that's the reason why we wanted to start our nonprofit is because, man, we need skills and tools. If someone equips you, it's one thing to talk about what we don't have and what we're not doing and why things is the way they are. But it's a whole other thing. It's like if I can create a platform where you get equipped, where you have the tools, where you have a community that doesn't make you feel foolish for being mm -hmm. ignorant, mm -hmm. it's totally different. Like, yo, we all in this thing to learn. And no matter where we're at, all of us are always under construction. It's not like one day we just fully arrive and you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all got stages of development, no matter where we're at. I definitely didn't wake up like this. <laughs> you That's not an uh, overnight thing. I mean, yeah. again, it took a lot of just life, but I think that's the whole point of it all. You gain wisdom as you go throughout it. And I think you just supposed to, I mean, we talk financial legacy a lot, but we we yeah. have to talk social legacy as well. We have to talk um, all of the things that encompass us as people. You know, not only do I want to yeah. leave my kids a whole bunch of money, but I also want to leave them with good morals and values and yeah. a good sense of character. I want that shit to pass through my grandkids and on to the next generation. You know, I, I'm not saying that all of them is go. We not go have some bad seeds up in there, but I'm saying those things also are things that we need to look towards. Um, like the like individuals who are separated with children. Yeah. I don't think they rarely think about the effects that it have on the children versus how yeah. they feel about one another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think nobody ever thinks about how this will affect their children at this point from point A to point B if they continue yeah. to fuss and fight and disrespect each other like they do. You know, I just, it's again, it's a social legacy. It's a moral legacy. It's a whole lot of things yeah. that we should be able to leave our children outside because it's a lot of people with money, but they ain't no good. Right. Trump rich right now, and I don't think nobody think he a good person. <laughs> But he got bread. He fucked <laughs> it up. His kids, kids, kids don't have to work. We've been watching it. But he's not a good person. Right. So not only do I want to financially leave my kids with something, I also want them to have a good moral factor, a, right. a good sense of character, decency, dignity. I want them to be right. proud of who they are. I want them to wake up in the morning and tell themselves being black is the best thing I could be because I don't. if I was anything else, I wouldn't want to. I want them to feel like that. I want. I don't want them to feel like, oh, I'm black, so I'm gonna die. I want them to feel like, no. I even want them to understand why people are scared of them. Cause the one, you know, the, the scariest thing in the world is a smart black man and woman, right? And I want my kids to understand that. You got to. I want them to understand why they're, as opposed, so that way they can navigate through these people's fur, as opposed to yeah. a false sense of a uh, narrative it's like white wow. kids right now they don't have that we tell our children the truth as far as when it comes to our history our past 
white kids right now, this is the reason why they run into so many problems because their parents are still telling them that they was made nice with the Indians is why we got Thanksgiving. So when they run into people in the street and say, oh, white man, y'all ain't shit. They don't know how to handle it because their parents don't sit there and say, you know, we lynched all in people for these land, for this land, right? They don't tell them man. the truth. Man. They tell them we just worked hard and passed it down from generation to generation as opposed to telling them the truth. This is why when they come out here and start no. moving, they don't no, know how to do it appropriately. We'll, we'll just come up with things like critical race theory. <laughs> That's what happens. We rewrite the law, do the lobbying, we rewrite the laws, reshape legislation, and then we just enforce something inside the schools that mm -hmm. that dictates the particular narrative that we find fitting for the objectives that we want to pass. Critical yeah. race theory was a distraction. If you're not gonna, if you're not a sociology major, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Seriously, cr critical race theory was a distraction. It was a distraction of a narrative to make you forget about all of the other shit that they was doing. Because in reality, <laughs> right it's, a, it's for real. It's a college <laughs> sociology. It's a sociology course. That's what mm -hmm. it is. And if you're not yeah. going to be no nowhere in sociology, yeah. then you don't take it. You don't even see it or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's used in sociology yeah. because as the key word social, social. It, has yep. to do, it has to deal with people. You understand? Yep. But you're not going to teach critical race theory in eighth grade. It does. Right. I mean, why some things I don't understand why people, the shock that people have about stuff kills me. They've been whitewashing shit all our lives. Man. So why are we still like, oh my God, oh my God. Like that bothers me sometimes. That should be expected. Yeah. Hence protecting our culture and not letting them do it. Absolutely. Creating our own narratives, keeping our own things, writing our own books, having our own stores. Facts. Wearing our own clothes. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. Our own and, and, neighborhood. Yeah, before we wrap what up, what you're speaking to, what you're speaking to, and how how you say you want to share this with your children, and that's the legacy that you want to leave in them and for them, it's palpable how much you feel the exact same way about the entire community. And yeah, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited for more and more people to see that in your work and to see that in your presence and, and to, to really support that. So thank you. Thank you for showing up with us this morning. Cause like, yeah, I'm like, whoo, that's fire. We appreciate that. Tell us, tell us where people can find you and your work and, and really connect with you and what you're doing. So you can find me all things, the me and my show on um, social media. You can catch me every Sunday at 6 PM with my host, Eddie Brasco went third on Dope Bops Radio. Man, such Sunday. a dope show, bro. That show was crazy, bro. <laughs> um, shout out to my guys. I love them. Good morning, black men. I love working with black men. They are dope. Um, you can find Dear Black Man on Facebook. Watch mid-January, coming mid-January. If you want to hit me up, it's Sheba Sheeb on Facebook or simply Sheba6 on Instagram. I really don't snap a lot. Yeah, I'm not on there either. I don't know. I'm not on Snapchat either. <laughs> and as always, you can find me at Big Smoke Cigar Club, 3719 Spring Lake Drive, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'll be at the door. <laughs> it's like we need to host something over there too, man. 
Oh yeah, oh, you know, yeah. we're making our yeah. rounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're getting around, and I'm excited. We got some some amazing things coming up this year um, that we definitely want to share and really get um, get get the word out about. So thank you, Sheba. Thank you for for doing everything that you do for the community because you're building legacies, and and we're excited to to lock in with you on that. I Thank just wanted her to say good morning, black man. That's all I wanted her to say. You know what I'm saying? I told him yesterday, last night, I was like, oh, we got Sheba tomorrow we interview. I just need a way that I can have her record good morning, black man, and just play it when I wake up. Good morning, black man. Because it just yeah. makes me feel good, man. It should. Um, you, supposed, you should have. You should feel good. I, I know I'm sick of feeling bad, so I don't want nobody else to feel bad. Yeah. You should feel good. And when you don't have nothing else to think about, say shit. She will love me. I'm good. <laughs> Let me just I touch your garment. That's it. Just touch the nail of the garment. It's all you need to be healed, baby. You know what I'm saying? I love it. All right. What's up, bro? What we got coming up? So, fam. So you know, you know, we're always excited about um about what's happening in the man cave and in modern manhood. <clears throat> So last night we had um, our last meetup of the, of the year and it was amazing and it was a dope time. So look forward to more and more meetups coming up. Of course, we've got our podcast um, where we have some live dope conversations like we just had with Sheba. So thank you again uh, for dropping in with us and, and for sharing some love with us. We also have our Facebook group. So guys, if you're not in the man cave, then you need to get in the man cave. There are all awesome resources, connections, and and uh, conversations to be had amongst our, amongst our peers. We've got our live masterclass experience coming up. We're going to be hosting one in January. So stay tuned so that you can find out the date and the location uh, because we're continuing to ensure that every man who comes to this event walks out a better version of himself on the spot. We've got our Wellness 101 program, which is a community oh. program. It's not just for guys. This is for any person who identifies as a human being over the age of 15 can come in and experience this um, this this fun and enlightening time with us to walk away knowing yourself better and knowing how you can live as your best self in that moment. We have our sex education program. This is for fathers starting February 21st. This is our birds and the bees and everything in between because as you've heard Sheba and Donnell talk about particularly, we got to have the right conversations with our mm -hmm. kids and our family members. And right. I'm going to tell you, if you think this don't apply to you, if you've got babies who are two years and older and you need to start having conversations about their body, how to honor themselves and what, how they, how they interact with other people. So we're going to have all of that conversation and knowledge and experience and fun and giveaways and all kind of stuff happening starting February 21st is going to be zoom. So any man, needs to sit in, get this link and rock with us for these um, these couple of weeks as we're exploring that space. We've got <clears throat> our Dope, Dope Dad, Dad University. University. Talk about it, Donnell. Yo, so listen, man, we got Dope Dad University. It is a national credited program, um, science-based evidence that is amazing, that is going to help you set up goals, talk about what we didn't have in fatherhood, skills and tools to build better relationships with our children, skills and tools to build better relationships, period. Um, man, we talk about grief in this class. Uh, we talk about really how to show up as being the best fathers um, among other fathers. It is amazing. A dope, dope program we're looking to bring as well next year. Absolutely. <clears throat> and of course, <clears throat> gosh, sorry. When we talk about the things that we carry with us, it's really important that we can understand and see that clearly. And that's what it is that when we talk about ACEs and programs that really help us connect to one another and respect one another from where we come from and all the things that we, we bring with us, good, bad, and ugly. And so we're really excited about what, um, what this 
next year looks like for the Modern Manhood Foundation, for our community, and and really for the work that, that we're about to do and that we have been doing. So I'm excited so for you guys. All well, of well, hey, see, but do you see Janero? Let me see if I bring this message up. <laughs> Go ahead and speak. Speak to Janero this morning. She makes me feel good to be a black man. Yes, she Hi, does. Hi, Mr. He should. He just wanted to. Okay, see people's choice of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Congratulations, that listen, that is one black man I love to see because he is always dapper. He be flies him every time I see him, and he just makes me smile every time I see him. That's and he so shows genuine love. So I hope you have a wonderful day today, black man. And like I said, if don't nobody else care about you, just know that I do. We appreciate that. That is Come beautiful, on, bro. Listen, that's Whoa, how we start the Friday. the Millie Rock, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> We love it. Shiva, thank you so much again. <clears throat> we can't wait to rock with you because we're excited about the things you got going on. And this will not be the last time anybody sees us together um, doing what we do for our communities, for ourselves, for our families and for our communities. So we 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 share with you uh, the brightest and most fragrant flowers for everything. Thank that's you. And we say thank you and blessings to you and your family. You have a good one. All right, we love you all. Have an amazing weekend. Go out and be great. Tell somebody good morning and ask them how they're doing. Chiba, thank you for sharing the platform with us and sharing your heart. We love you and adore you. All right, keep on being great and keep on inspiring us to really find uh, the source of our beauty. That, that is a Absolutely. real gift that, that we can share. So peace, guys. Hey, follow and catch up with us on manhoodmasterclass.com. Absolutely. Good, good one. <laughs> Thanks for throwing it in.